Yo, everybody. How y'all doing today? Welcome to another wonderful episode of the AVR podcast. It's me, your host, Stephen Fritchie. And boy, are we in for some fun today on the program. Y'all are going to enjoy it. Are you ready? I know you are. That's why you're listening. Today on the program, I'm super excited to have uh, Space Koi on the show. I sit down with uh, Garrett Russell, um, Jake Lawrence, Tyler Donnelly, and uh, Joe Mirabel, um, who are all the members of Space Koi. They've been in a bunch of other bands throughout Richmond over the years. They've done some really amazing things, and now they're they, they've come back with this cool reggae psychedelic uh, jam thing that they've got going on with Space Koi, and I really love it so far. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, look forward to seeing them in a few weeks. Uh, they're going to be playing at Emilio's. They're playing first Wednesdays there uh, every month. So that's going to be really exciting uh, to see that this month. That's going to be November 2nd. Um, definitely mark that on your calendar and check that out. Um, I mean, these guys have had so many uh, great shows around here at great places, the B&B, um, a bunch of, a bunch of other great spots around town and they are just, they're laying it down. They're breathing new life into, uh, the reggae genre for sure. And they have a bunch of new stuff coming out soon. That's going to, uh, transcend that even. So I'm really looking forward to see what they have in store for us in the future. Um, yeah, we're just going to hop right into it. I hope you enjoy this one. I certainly did. And uh, stay tuned at the end for a little bit of music for you. All right. Peace. Uh, no, you have to be on metronome the whole time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I'm sitting down with Space Cool today, and we're going to have a wonderful time. How you guys doing? I'm excellent. I'm even better now that I'm here at the B&B, having a great time. Uh, I guess, yeah, go around and introduce y'all uh, to the audience. Uh, introduce yourselves and, and what you do in the band. I'm Joe, and I play drums Word. and some percussive tracks on the recordings. My name's Tyler. I play saxophone and do background vocals. I'm Jake. I play bass. My name's Garrett, and I play guitar and sing. Where? Well, uh, so you, like a lot of you guys are from Virginia. I mean, you're all from Virginia originally, um, but not necessarily from Richmond. Uh, so I guess kind of like to start off, because I'm always interested in what it is that brings people here. Uh, what, what brought you guys uh, here in the first place uh, to Richmond, Virginia? Well, I'm an originally from Northern Virginia, but uh, I moved down to Richmond 20 years old because the music scene down here is just kind of, it's happening down yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Like in Richmond, you have the opportunity to get out and play in front of people and build connections, and that was really what brought me to the city. Yeah, man. I grew up in Rockbridge County. It's like an hour north of Roanoke in southwestern Virginia, and I got accepted into VCU school at Jazz. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was cool. So I was doing that for a year. I was in in and out of the jazz school between there and community college. And then one day I was just like, never mind. I'm just going to get a job and gig. Yeah. And, uh, I just like never went home. Just been kicking in Richmond. Same thing with Tyler. I mean, 
you know, you go all over Virginia and there's good music around. There's no doubt. But I mean, Richmond, Richmond's where it's at. Yeah. The density of it is unparalleled for sure. There's just so much talent in, in such a small space wherever you go. Absolutely. And there's just like so much to do. Yep. And like, yeah, that's great. It's pretty endless. <laughs> for sure. Garrett? I was born here. You were born in Richmond? Yeah. yeah. Word. All right. Excellent. So like when did, when did, uh, cause I mean, you say you went, you went to school for, for jazz and, uh, all that. So like, when did that start for you? Like mu- like music in general, when did you realize oh, that was like, going to be a thing that you did? I mean, I don't know. I felt like my parents did a great job putting me through like musical activities, like yeah. the church choir and the church band at the very least. Yeah, man. Episcopalian. Hell yeah. But, Represent. Uh, of course, man. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that started at a pretty young age. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it started at a young age. Um, you know, my mom, she got a master's degree in like uh, teaching, but she's she's a really good draw. She's a really good like visual artist. I can't do visual artist worth jack, but yeah, I mean, yeah. luckily it's translated to music. So I got introduced at a really young age, and then. Um, I don't know. We got a pamphlet one day when I was in fifth grade. They're like, Hey, do you want to do band? And I was like, yeah, sax sounds pretty cool. Why not? And I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And then just like sort of kept up with it until here. Oh yeah. Right on. Yeah. How about for you? I mean, I don't know. I feel like, like all of us have like, just like at least one person that just like, just, just played like records for us when we were little and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So like, that's just why, why, like, I feel like most of us are involved in the music scene. Yeah. You know, you just that gotta, was the question, right? I mean, I mean, when did, when, <laughs> that what, was the question, right? <laughs> well, like, how, 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 like, when did you start realizing oh. that you wanted to do it, you know, yourself? When, when I started listening to records with my yeah. dad. Uh, yeah. So from, yeah. The, from the very get there, you I heard it and you were like, I want to, I want to be that person. Yeah. 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 It'd be cool to make these records. Right you on. You know what I'm saying? And, but like, like I said, like, all of us definitely had at least one person that, was heavily influential in what we listened to when we were little. What did you grow up listening to mostly? All, all everything, a lot of like much? classic rock, like country, yeah, like folk. But like, you know, we all have the different stuff that we listened to when we were little. So yeah, like, that that's kind of cool. Bringing that all together, like, definitely is like why we sound like kind of cool. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, it's all good. <laughs> Everybody has their like backgrounds personally and their like opinions, but they've all been formed by like people who introduced us, like our parents. So it's like just generations of influence. Yeah, yeah. It's sweet. And it just sort of all coalesces in, in what you produce. Everybody has like just different like backgrounds in terms of the types of music that they have played. So it's cool because it's like it's diverse. We we don't we don't really stick to one genre. We can play a lot of different genres and a lot of songs in different genres yeah and it, it makes it more enjoyable yeah it, it definitely makes it interesting for as an audience member yeah i first decided that i was going to play music i guess sixth grade you know you join band because they give yeah. you uh where i went to middle school you had the option to band orchestra or chorus and i was kind of a macho kid at that point i just played football and was like that was my be all end all oh, for real yeah but you have to pick one and i was like all right well band yeah because band this is the cool yeah that that, that was just clearly like the only yeah yeah and uh i was pretty much set that i was either gonna play the drums or the saxophone because i have 
I'm the youngest in my family, and okay. uh, I have a sister who's seven years older than me, and brother who's nine years older than me. I grew up listening to funk and soul music, yeah, because uh, some more brothers into it, as well as hip hop, and then classic rock. And just like, so that's a lot where my background's from. I was like, all right, I'm either gonna play the drums or the saxophone because study shows that saxophone is where all the ladies go. <laughs> like, that, that, that's just. That's where it's at, or the drums, because I mean, I need uh, to find these studies. Well, hey, man, just like go go back to the '80s and start listening to some of those rock oh, yeah. power ballads, and like, yep, it makes sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> nah, but like, and plus, like, that's at least what my mother and my sister were telling me. Where? So I was like, okay, well, you guys are girls, you know what's, you, you guys know, and so <laughs> you know I picked, what women want, yeah, <laughs> and, and so I picked it up. And I was just like, I was all right at it, you know, but uh, I ended up um, going to a summer camp for it, for jazz. Yeah. First time I'd ever done anything like that. They gave me a tenor. I was playing alto previously. And okay. uh, there's an old Wilson Pickett song. Um, I think it's Midnight Hour. that has got the horn line, but um, I heard it as I had the horn around my neck and I just started playing it. Yeah. Right with it and did it by ear. And I was like, okay. It just came wait, out. Wait a second. Wait a second. This I love this song. I've been listening to this for years and I can play this. Okay, I'm gonna do this forever. Yeah, word. And like it, it's it's really cool that I can like trace it to like a very particular moment. Yeah. And it's it's almost like a photographic thing. I can remember it so clearly because it was just like it flipped the switch, you know? Yeah, right and, on. And um, I ended up playing, uh, I was a street musician in D.C. for a long stretch of time. And okay. uh, a lot of that's by ear again. And so, like, that was just, like, that shining bright moment that told me what it was that I was going to try and do with the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, dude. That's pretty awesome. Well, um, so I guess moving on from there, you guys have, like, you mentioned a little bit your different influences. Um and you guys have played in some, some pretty prolific bands other than Space Koi in the past. Um, so definitely like want to talk about like how how you transitioned, I guess, from uh, playing in those bands and like those projects into into Space Koi and what it was like sort of making that transition and, and I guess the story behind like how you guys came to be. Yeah, um, I guess it started off, well, prior to Space Space Boy. Space Koi's existence, uh, Jake Space Boy is pretty cool too. Space Boy, <laughs> is that a yeah? What? Now you know. <laughs> it's the West Coast Space Koi. One day you got. One day you guys will have like a joint festival. Space Koi, Just call it Kapoi Fest. Kapoi. Koi. Koi sounds cooler. All right. But yeah. So but yeah, you, you so you played in Radiance, right? Or, yeah, so yeah. Jake and I, Garrett and I went to high school together. Okay. Jake and I were in a band called Radiance, which was like like psychedelic blues, I guess. Yeah. And um, at the same time, I had like started jamming with, I've been jamming with Garrett since high school, but I started jamming with him again like in February or so. Okay. And like we had our own thing going and like it was nice to play something different and we played a bunch of reggae and stuff and we originally called ourselves Toast. Okay. And then um stuff with Radiance like like Radiance was disbanding but for various reasons yeah. and so like I had Jake come over 
and join join our band. Word. And then one magical night, I I don't know if Jake was with us, but I know Garrett and I went out to an imaginary sun show at the Camel. And like we started talking to Tyler and like we were him and I have been talking about how we need new members and horns and stuff. And then Tyler was like, I I play horn. You yeah. know horn player? He was and, just immediately and the rest is history. And cool. like we we just vibed each other out, you know. We were like, all right, I could tell like this guy like has something going on because he was like really excited and like knew seemed like he knew at least what he's doing a little bit. So it was cool. Yeah. Right on. It's cool how things just sort of like slid together. Yeah. And like then, that. then we researched the name Toast, and there's a, there's a band from DC called Toast. Yeah. So then we thought about other spinoffs, and then one day, just we just came up with Space Koi. <laughs> I don't know where that <laughs> came it from. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it yeah, it just came out. It was like space, and then this is the first animal that popped in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Space nouns. Space, space, well, not the term space koi, but there is something called koi in space, which is just like random trash. Okay. Well, it's like, we didn't realize that there was something called koi, like some astronomical thing. Yeah. Yeah, my mom told me about it like sort of this unfolded. summer. No, and it was just a, it was a huge coincidence because yeah. of what like most of the lyrics in our songs are talking about spacing out and whatnot. Yeah, and it's like oh, it's just this debris in space. It's kind of like where your mind. Yeah, I'd have to disagree. They're not all, all it's a, about it's, space. It's a meta, it's a metaphor. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, it's close enough. Well, you there are references to letting loose and stuff but yeah for sure yeah <laughs> but yeah it's koi is a is a, is a if you google koi there's like something to do with space already and it was coincidental because yeah, we, like, yeah there's <laughs> there's yeah it's an acronym for something koi like okay i i don't know man but it's cool and it happened for a reason yeah absolutely it definitely like suits you guys i feel like and there's no other like, band name space koi and if there was like Dude, somebody, we were flown on the same wavelength. Or something. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's such a random name. <laughs> not that I'm aware of, so. It's not a space board. <laughs> it's space koi. Yep. Right on. Um, so, yeah, you're talking a little bit about, like, the, your song content and stuff. Um, you know, especially, like, you know, off the EP, which I've listened to, and I, f- I fucking love it. It's, like, really chill and just, like, really brings back sort of, like, memories of, like, s- sublime and stuff, but also, like, has this sort of new edge to it. Uh, a little bit of like improv, a little bit of like more sort of like that, uh, like you get some jazzy elements and things like yeah. that in there, which is really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, like, uh, like talking about some of like the, what your songs are about, uh, you definitely have like some, some mentions of Richmond, Virginia, uh, like specific spots, um, and like some like stories about just like playing in the band and like having experiences in Richmond. Um, is that like how you, so, so you write the lyrics? Yeah. Uh, I wrote I wrote like most of the lyrics for that EP, yeah. but I think me and Joe wrote one of the songs together. Word. Yeah. I mean, most most of the songs, like the music is written by Joe and I, like we'll put together like just jamming, you know, okay. and then like we'll write one of us will like just start writing lyrics and someone will finish it. Like, yeah. you know, like Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like like the other night we wrote a new song and like 
it was kind of bland before even Tyler just added his mix on it and dude like it's just like a totally opposite opposite yeah. direction like bam but like the, yeah but like the, <laughs> but like the EP tracks like um like yeah they're they're about like in general just like hanging out partying yeah. and the outcomes yeah physically and emotionally <laughs> that's how like i kind of like you guys draw, draw on personal experience for that yeah, a little bit i mean yeah. of course yeah, you know yeah. if you're writing something like it's got to be somewhat yeah. like that you know the ep was very reggae and uh like lately like we've been like working on a lot of new songs that are we've we've had some in our repertoire but we've been working on new ones that are different and like other genres as well because I don't know, it's it's fun playing other stuff. Like we we could almost at this point, like pretty much, we could have a set list without the reggae thing too. Yeah. So it's cool, but it's awesome because with the reggae thing, it's for me personally, it's like soul. Like, so it's it's really awesome. Where playing all that stuff. When when did you guys uh, start like performing live? Like, was that like something that you did from the get go, or did you start sort of like writing and recording and and all that before? So I think Garrett and Joe, they played in Chloe's garage in like April. Okay. And then they halfway playing like all our favorite sublime songs and like doing like, it was more punk, punk, like rock like okay. at that point with like heavy, it was just like Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Just like straight Scott. Like, yeah. And then I guess it was like June, May, June when Calvin left. And then you guys invited me to play bass for the engagement party. I was like, okay, this is super dope. Yeah. Yeah, I think I met you guys uh, in like late May, early June, and we started playing together. Uh, yeah, shortly thereafter. And uh, I think we played our first gig out, like at a house party. Yeah, like three weeks, four weeks after we started playing together as a whole. Word. Uh, just we started playing house parties and things like that. And, uh, I don't know. It's fun. People seem to like what we were putting down. And so, yeah, we've ended up playing a lot of shows like out now too. Like we've played at the camel. We've played, um, Emilio's. We played Captain Lale house. Like, yeah. And so like, we're getting out now, uh, after like in such a short period of time, which I thought was really cool. Dude. Yeah. No, that's really killer though. Um, there's something about house shows though. They're just like, I don't know. It's, it just has an energy about it. That's so the different. Bread and butter, man. Yeah. That's the bread and butter. Like actually in this living room you're sitting in, we've put. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely <laughs> gone down. Yep, yeah. I would dude. imagine. Yeah. It took, it took <laughs> all, all the assorted fluids. <laughs> yeah. Our, our buddy price came over the day after our EP release show. We spent a solid 12 hours cleaning that. Oh house. man. That was ridiculous. Yeah. the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's gnarly to Garrett because he didn't have to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, the show is a blast. And I mean, their videos. Oh, actually. Yeah, you did. You came in and left. my bad. <laughs> I, take, I take back their shots. I give some credit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah here, he's just. But no, dude. I mean, there, there's like at least a video that our buddy Price took, and it's on our Facebook page. And then, yeah, no, that that was like at the very end. That um, Cole got the video at the beginning, 
And like, I don't know, he's standing like on the other side of the room where we're sitting right now. He's elevated and just got like the whole crowd. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, no, that, that, that was by far the most, but yeah, man, I mean, we, we basically spent the summer going from house to house. I think we picked up a few like venue gigs, but really as far as like, we haven't been playing house shows a lot recently. Well, I'll take that back. We played a house show last weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we have five next week. I don't know where I would say that. Wait, did you say five? Yeah, we're playing. We're, it's four. It's we're playing four sets in two days for okay. Halloween. That's incredible. No, it's, it's going to be a good run. The last one can't. Yeah, oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I, it's so hard to keep up with it. Like we got. <laughs> it's going to feel like seven. So. Yeah, I mean, either way, what um what was it? Like two weeks ago, we pulled that double. So a few of us in the room were in like a funk cover band at Isley. And then right after that, we hustled to the fan and played this buddy's ba- in our buddy's basement. Yeah. I felt, it felt like I ran a marathon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was doing what I'd love and whatnot, but I, I was playing bass for four hours yeah. in like a five hour span. Eventually you run out of creative yeah. juices to, to yeah. put out there. I mean, never, well, I mean, well, not that, but I just, as far you as like, run, the, you never hit empty. <laughs> the, the, the fingers, man, like, yeah, exactly. yeah, right on. Well, that's well, how you know that you're in the right spot, then for sure. Exactly. <laughs> now, like when you guys do play, do you find that like you're? Do you go in like knowing like what you're going to play all the time, or is there like an imp- some? No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we like to tell ourselves that, and I mean, sometimes we have a set list, but honestly, man, it's it's what's. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever Garrett's feeling. Garrett's the band leader. He's kind of just like, oh, shit, I should play this, man. We make set lists sometimes, but I mean, like, like we like to jam, too. So, like, oftentimes it's like we'll, we'll kind of read the crowd and see what they're into. And yeah. if they like something we did, we'll do something like more along those lines and just change it up. And so you guys definitely crowd. have a have an improvisational element yeah. to we, we know it, We know if we want to bring up the energy, we can always pull out a Sublime cover because everyone will sing along. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's that's always the case. You really yeah. can't, at least for me, like I can't hear a yeah. sublime song and not, come and on and not sing. Along exactly. with it. It's just it just automatically just flows out. We're right on. Yeah, you, I, I definitely yeah that that influence is definitely apparent. Like I said before, and it's it's just really cool because it's like uh, sort of just you know this whole uh, new wave of like reggae and like like going in a new direction. I think of like the Dirty Heads and like people in, in that sort of school. Like just they're they're picking up where people left off and like adding a little something new to it, which I feel like you guys are in that, that same vein. It's really cool. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like even, uh, Tyler's older brother is one of our biggest, biggest bands and kind of mentored cause he's older and he was kind of explaining to us last night, which like got me excited that like he noticed that we're kind of coming into our own sound. Yeah. So it's cool. Cause like we've been like playing for a while now, but we're kind of like kind of, distinguishing our own sound yeah it's yeah it's just a conglomeration of so many things and that's exciting absolutely man um so let's talk about like skank jam a little bit the ep and um like a little more in detail about like the recording process it was recorded at, at garrett's right yeah. um so like how did you did you have that your recording set up like already before you recorded this album or yeah i mean i've been like working with different uh, programs yeah. and stuff like that since since like eighth grade like okay. you know, since I was like younger and I've just like been a lot of it was just recording acoustic guitar yeah whether it was like a through a line input or through a mic yeah yeah and I like 
I always said, like, yeah, I'm going to put on, like, you know, my solo project. It just never happened. So, like, this is my first time, like, doing, like, multiple tracks and putting it out at once. Yeah. And so, like, that's just, like, a lot of time spent at the computer, you know, tweaking things. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. And, like, you know, like, I don't have the greatest equipment. I have some very nice key elements to my equipment yeah. set up. But, like, I don't, you know, I don't have, like, a studio by any means. But, um... Yeah, and like it's just like cool, like knowing that, and like they came out pretty, they came out okay, like you know, like yeah, and like I mean, it's just like a lot of it comes into like just simple mic placement and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, I mean, we pretty much did like a live recording and then just put lead parts over it. Weird. So like it was like you know I. It was pretty simple. Like yeah. the hardest part really was just like mixing it correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, I mean, because we're we're all like okay at handling our instruments. Yeah, for sure. and so like you know if we since we like rehearse the parts, we just you know just set up the mics and just recorded it. You know, and well, that's that's cool because I feel yeah. like the album really took on like sort of that organic feel. Like it, it, yeah. it really felt like something similar to your live performance rather than like some yeah. like overproduced uh like other band that it, like you know people wouldn't even recognize and that's that's really cool because sometimes you know the actual talent and the and the feel of the band can get drowned out in that, that overproduction yeah um, so what 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 uh program do you use for, for i use recording? uh the logic 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 program cool. yeah. right on. it's it's just pretty much like garage band just and, yeah it's just got you know it's you pay you pay a little bit for it, so yeah. like you know you get that benefit out of it. You know you get a little bit more control over yeah, the fine tuning sure. elements. A lot more options for like you know different different ways of inputting things, and there's a lot more sound effects and stuff like that. So, do you have like uh, any advice that you give though for people who are like out there that are trying to record like on a budget and and yeah, I'd really. say it's, you know, like if you're writing a paper in English class, yeah. you do a rough draft and then you just, just keep going, man. Just yeah. like, you know, just keep, well, it's, yeah, yeah, like record something and then just come back and listen to the next day, you know, just stuff like that. Like just whatever you ha do have to record with, if that's all you got, that's all you got, you know, but like that shouldn't be a reason not to like do it because like at the end of the day, you can get it mixed. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. So, like, if you can figure out the right way to place your mic for whatever your instrument you're recording or vocally, whatever you're trying to do, like, that's my really best advice. Like, because, like, yeah. you could Focus have mic an $800 placement. mic in the wrong place and it's going to sound like a like a box kit of mics that you yeah, have for yeah. 100 bucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, that's... Don't, don't buy the nicest mic. You know, just... Just, just know how to use your the equipment you do have. Word. That's pretty much all I'm trying to say. Yeah, right yeah. on. Man. Yeah, no, I've, I've been hearing that a lot lately from from DIY musicians, and they say it I seems mean, to be like those manuals. Thing just those manuals. Yeah, those are those are actually pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not like uh, something you should just put in a pile. That's what most of us end up doing. Though. I mean, that's what I normally end up doing. Yeah. So like, you know, just read about your equipment. No, be familiar with what you're what you're putting your hands on. Yep. You know? Right on. Yeah. A little bit of research that goes into it before you can have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what you're doing. Like, that's, that's really with most things in life, though. 
Yeah. Although there are some things where go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you guys are all all workers too. You, you know, you have, you have your yeah. day jobs and shit. Um, yeah. So, what's it like, sort of like trying to balance uh, your your creative life and the, and the band and all that with work? Like, uh, how, how do you, how do you balance that all out? You just accept that you're not gonna sleep very much. Yeah. You just, just no sleep. You just, you just don't. <laughs> I mean, I've just, like, and I've recently, like, gotten a couple new jobs to where I'm working, like, I don't have to go in until, say, like, 10 or 11, but in the past, I had to be at work earlier than that, and I really wasn't getting sleep, so it's getting more manageable now, but, dude, you just, like, have to realize, like, all right, dude, this is going to be a coffee day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have the uh, sweetest bottom-of-the-barrel job that I'll probably ever have in my life. Yeah. I rinse off dishes, I put them through a machine, and I put them away. <laughs> so when there are not a lot of dishes going on, that's when I'm doing my emails and stuff, so one more of the business stuff with the band. Okay. So when I come home, that's when I just, like, play bass and hang out and whatnot. So versus, like, I, when I was at the warehouse, that was a lot of physical labor. Like, I had to move for eight hours a day, five days a week, and yeah. then go home and be exhausted and just, like, mull through all the stuff. But after I was like, this is not worth it at all for what I'm trying to do, you know, bounce through a couple of jobs and then I'm like, oh, hey, this is really easy. And when it's not busy, like I'll still be on call in the dish pit. But when I don't have any dishes to wash, just clean some stuff up and check the emails and say yes or no and whatnot. Then you could just focus on the art of, you know, honing. How do you pronounce it? Honing your art? Yeah. Yeah. Honing your art. Like when you come home. Right on. It's so it's a, it's, a, it's a constant job, really. You just never clock out. You're just like constantly. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, putting in work for the band. Yeah. Word. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've been doing this for a while. I came into town in like 2011, and the first time I dropped out in 2012, I got my driver's license, and right after I got my driver's license, I got the first call for like the main steady gig I had for like a year. And so that was like trial and error. And most of it is, it's not, well, obviously it's all time management. Life is time management, but you know, it's time and place. Yeah. So it's just different things and you have to do it then. So if you're like trying to email a booking agent at a venue at three 30 in the morning, you got to remember that it's going to be buried under all the emails at seven 30 because that's when all the other bands are sending it because that's like professional work time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why Boomerang is a god saver. It's like, thank you, Boomerang. Google Boomerang, like, you could, like, write a draft and then schedule to send it. And then Facebook, like, schedule posts. So if I'm up at 4 a.m. because I had too much, like, caffeine to drink when I was at work. Yeah. And alcohol. But <laughs> okay. the alcohol, the alcohol, the alcohol doesn't keep me up. The caffeine keeps me up. But I could be like, all right, I'll just like schedule this post to get up in three hours and just fall asleep while I'm scheduling it. But oh, to answer yeah. your question, as far as like scheduling and whatnot, is it's not just time management, it's time and place. Okay, cool. Uh, I work a full time regular salary job. And uh, like Jake said, when he's working warehouse, it's it's brutal. It's like, it's, it's a full, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like you do accept that you're not going to sleep as much and that free time you're devoting your free time to something like this. And like, I mean, it's a choice you have to make, but at the end of the day, it's a choice that you should be happy to make. Yeah. Especially when like the things that are pulling you out is like 
dude. I just want to sit around and do nothing and play video games or like, exactly. you know, like, dude, I want to go to the bar tonight. It's like, well, all right, play with your band and then go play at the bar tonight. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, you know, and I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's choosing to do with your free time what will ultimately benefit you in a healthy, happy lifestyle. Yeah. And uh, I'm thankful that with these guys, I found something that's like, enjoyable to do with my free time you know right on and so like that's really what we're having a full-time job you're basically working for the weekends and like if this is your weekend you know playing with your friends then in my opinion you're doing something right yeah yeah i mean that's that's a that's a luxury that most people only dream about but really it's all just comes down to like you said making that decision to say this is what i'm going to dedicate my time to rather than just filling it with it's really easy to just be like kicking it and not doing anything yeah but it's also really easy to be like no nah, dude like let's go kick it with three other people that also like to do the things that i like to do yeah and now when, and then we have music yep and that's cool man like you know like basically it's you're hanging out so you could be hanging out alone or with like a buddy or you can go hang out with the few buddies and then just make something yep and you have a product at the end and having that product is cool dude. right on and if one of your if one of your like non-bandmate friends like hit you up to hang out you could be like man i'm sorry like i have a show tonight but you should totally come out yeah yeah and you still get to see them yeah but you still time doing what in you there. love yeah so right on yeah that's really cool and that's and that's i mean you guys are all about like dedication and, and yeah, positivity dude. and that's a that's a good thing to say for sure um so I guess just uh, sort of like wrapping up, uh, I mean, you guys have already done so much in a short period of time, uh, but like what, what can we look forward to in the future? I know you have uh, a lot of shows coming up for Halloween, you just mentioned. Yeah, I so mean. So some more details on that. Oh, sure. uh, more details on that. I mean, we're playing like different house parties. We're playing one on the 28th and then we're playing like two or three on the 29th. Three. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing three on the 29th. We're doing Sublime Tribute Sets with uh, a bunch of our friends that uh, do the DIY stuff around town. There's a... Uh, yeah, it's a, one's at the castle, one's at the Hoodoo's house. Um, yeah, yep. chi- yeah, Chinatown. Yeah, shout out Oregon Hill. Um, <laughs> and then um, our buddy lives in Randolph. We're going to play at his girlfriend's birthday party, so that's going right to be on. cool. Um, I mean, there's... There's a lot of stuff going on. I think our next big gig. I mean, we have the monthly residency every first Wednesday in Amelia's. We all, For sure. Yeah. yeah I just I, I, I want to check that out. Yeah, I've been I've been working on that all week, and we got some really cool stuff coming up. Nothing confirmed. Nothing I could say publicly, but like, it's gonna be, it, it gonna be sweet. Thanksgiving is like the biggest gig that's coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah. November twenty third, the day before uh, Thanksgiving, we're playing with our buddies King Easy at Banditos. Nice. And. Um, you know, a lot of Garrett and Joe's buddies are coming back in from college and they're going to be hanging out. And I actually have family from Southwest Virginia. So most of my family lives in Southwest Virginia, but another large portion lives in the West End okay. because my mom grew up in the West End. So my family from Southwest Virginia is coming to Richmond and I think my whole family is going to be there, which is going to be awesome. Right. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a true Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. I mean, it's that. And then we're, um, we're submitting to different festivals, uh, especially the festivals through the Appalachian Jam, which line, uh, Taco has been doing a great job. 
um, he and his team has sort of been doing a great job helping out with all the festivals, the mid jam band festivals, mid level jam band festivals up and down the East Coast, at least. Cool. Um, you know, reaching out there. There are other great reggae rock bands. Like we played with Buddha Council and Roots of Rebellion um a few weeks ago. And, you know, just keeping in touch with those buddies. I mean, it's it's what everybody else that's been on this podcast does, is what everybody else in this town does. It's yep. like it's just the grind. Yep, absolutely. So thing i love about the richmond music scene is like from my experience pretty much everybody is like so like open and welcoming oh yeah and it's like it's awesome because it's like i feel like if you go to some of the like bigger cities with larger music scenes like people aren't necessarily as as caring and and yeah they're more competitive for sure they're more competitive and it's like around here it's like we there's so much good music. We like push good music to everyone and like, whoa, check out these guys. And, and like, it's, it's just, it's, it's enjoyable networking in a, in a, in a positive music scene Yeah, where like you, you don't feel like you just talk to a tool. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love that guy. Every time you talk to someone and it's like awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a little friendship that develops uh, among the community. Exactly. What makes Richmond wonderful is that you have so many great artists that come together and they treat it as a community because it is a community because Richmond's a great city, but it's not as big as like New York City or L.A. or even Philly at this point or Austin where, you know, there's not as much like, I don't even know the words that come together. There's not as much out there as there is in New York City and L.A. So we have to make it happen ourselves. Absolutely. And so people understand. But the balance with that compared to some of the other like smaller cities in Virginia and you know anywhere else in the country is that everybody's openly talented you don't have to push somebody else to do better because they're already pushing themselves to do better so when you have the natural talent and the hard work that comes out with great art and then you have the community making something happen and come together I mean honestly it's the best way I could put it in words but like when you have lived in Richmond for five years, six years, like I have, you understand that like, it's this perfect balance of like, of a music community. Yeah. Yeah. All the factors are there for the creation of an actual excellent music scene. It's just a matter of, uh, it's just, it's just kind of like baking in the oven right now. And you're like, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's already ready to eat. It's ready to eat. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, it you just can sucks. bake it for a little bit longer and it'll be perfect. Uh, well, yeah, man. It just sucks for the people who haven't taken a bite yet. So. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, man. Wow. Such metaphors. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Does anybody want pizza like right now? <laughs> so, can we do that? <laughs> Let's make some pizza. <laughs> any, uh, any last words, y'all, before we uh, sign off or... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for sitting down. Thanks, it's dude. it's been this a lot of fun yeah. and I'm I'm glad I got to learn a lot about another fucking great band in Richmond. So Hell yeah. And Thanks. definitely look forward to seeing you guys perform again soon. Yeah. Come see Space Koi. It's a party every time. Hell yeah. yeah. Like every time, dude, like there's so many people dancing and it's just like it's yep. so enjoyable. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring everyone I know next time I go to the show. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you very much. Whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug in the United States, and we haven't begun to find out all of the ill effects. But they are permanent ill effects.
Definitely check out that album on Bandcamp, their EP. Um, it's, it's really awesome. It's called Skank Jam. Um, you can check that out on Bandcamp. Definitely download it on there. Uh, check it out on, on SoundCloud as well. Um, and yeah, give these guys a like on Facebook. You got to follow them around. They're, they're doing great things. They always, they always put on a great party. Um, and they're just phenomenal musicians and really great guys. Um, so... Coming up uh, this next week, we should have some more material for you, um, depending on uh, how things go. I'll keep you posted on everything. Uh, we've got a lot of good events coming up in the next few weeks. And also, don't forget to mark your calendars for... Uh, you'll, you'll have a fun week uh, this, this next week coming up, because on the 2nd, you got Space Koi. Definitely go see them at Emilio's. And then on the 5th, Saturday, the 5th of November... You have AVR Presents at the B&B. You've got Seahors, Solar Tantrums, The Jolts, and Comedian Mike Engel. I'm going to be there. Come say hi. Come support local music and the AVR podcast if you want. Um, definitely support local music. You don't need to support me that much, though. All right, y'all. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, 
Peace, love, happiness. Bye.